Kate, Mary! You binge-watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Mary, get in the copter. We're going down. <laughs> no, we're going up. Oh, man. Um, oh, now, if there was an episode for the age, I think where plans have to change, Um what a fantastic message for all of us parents <laughs> who are still very deep in lockdown. Uh, absolutely. And, I, like, I love the the progress of this episode and how it just happens in so many little, little moments where Bluey mm. is just gradually being worn down from her very steadfast and determined plans um to give a little listen a little um yeah like anyone who doesn't feel at least slightly worn down at the moment um I'm very impressed with your intestinal fortitude but yeah I feel like most of the rest <laughs> of us are are probably at the point where we're turning helicopters into aeroplanes and just letting wildlife run rampant <laughs> through them. Like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I am pr- fully prepared to go full kangaroo at this point. If you have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking <sighs> about the um, episode Helicopter today. And um, for me, it's kind of a, a little bit different, I guess, from our other transport duo trains and um bus because it takes place at bluey's school which we haven't seen all that much of in season two we've had army set army might have been even um Mm. but what a classic and i love that this kind of almost um has a bit of a crossover moment with ARMY as well. Mm. Um, we're starting to see that a bit more, that Bluey's school. There's been a few crossovers even with um, Season 1 episodes now. Uh, like we noticed in ARMY the um, a slight cameo from the characters in the adventure. Yeah, Bluey um, and Chloe going off uh, pretending, you know, that they were Honey Horse and the Princess. Yeah, so this episode there's so much going on. It gives me a lot of hope for... Uh, the future um, maybe Snickers-focused episode where we find <laughs> out more about his career as uh, um, Eye in the Sky-style traffic commentator. Welcome to Channel K9 News. This is the Helicopter Traffic Report and we're brought to you by Hammerbarn. You know, <laughs> out of all the journalism things I've done, that was one thing I always really wanted to do that I've never done and that be <laughs> like... The, the helicopter traffic person. I reckon that would be such a cool job, getting to go up in the. Is it even a job anymore? Like, ah. surely drones do that for us now. Yeah, probably. Like, or I, I don't miss know. the boat. I know, but it would have been like uh, a, a we'll great have to era. focus on our backup career of Instagram influencing journalism or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably we'll... both of them are not that really journalistic. Well, I feel like we're almost becoming bluey micro influences if that makes sense because Ooh, are we well we've had some great bluey merch um sent to us lately so uh we had some amazing lunch boxes sent to us by stuck on you which is a um australian company who were doing like bento boxes with bluey and bingo on them uh, yeah and amazing. stickers and backpacks and yeah i feel like um there is 
yeah, they're, they're drip feeding them out as well. So oh. we were very lucky to get the lunch boxes before yeah. uh, anyone else did. And yeah, it was quite the frenzy on our Instagram <laughs> that day. So thanks for making us feel like the coolest kids in the playground for a whole day there. Yeah, <laughs> and then on you. we were sent some amazing Lego bluey characters as well. So um, these are more of an organic um creation by oh what's his name jason jason carpenter from um from Longreach. Longreach. Uh, he is who, from Longreach. Yes. Uh, is such so timely because Longreach gets a shout out in this episode as well oh. um which we'll get to but uh but yeah jason um is a i think it's the official term is adult fan of lego which yeah. um i am all about uh i think i'm swiftly becoming one <laughs> and um yeah, Jason has sort of designed a a build of the Healer family from tiny pieces of Lego that just look spectacular. Mm. You can um, check them out on our Instagram page if um yeah. if you are so and inclined. Then, and then follow the links to Jason's page and you can actually I didn't know Lego did this, but you can vote for uh kind of at-home Lego designs and ones that get lots of votes will then Lego will consider actually um marketing them and yeah putting them putting them in a real box with real instructions that was the only downside of getting Jason's ones he didn't send the instructions on how to put them together if they got pulled apart (laughs) and I think it's only a matter of days in our house oh really yeah I've put them up on a very high shelf in mine like you're a very wise woman (laughs) we know this (laughs) you can can, can use mine as a template um because yeah that's true there's no way I'm letting um Will uh play with them with the baby around so uh yeah a good point (laughs) um but yeah thank you jason and yes anyone who loves lego get on and vote uh because yeah i would love to see these guys in stores they're super cute anyway back to the episode um um so much so this one starts in the car there is so much to love um uh, i wanted Note, so we get the glorious back seat at the very start of this episode. Chaos as usual. I think this is the one episode where um, there's been a lot of consternation of does one of the girls has asthma because people feel like they've spotted a puffer. Um, mm. But we've had so many episodes that have had the back seat. Um, I think this is the one where there's a puffer on uh, Bingo's side. Um, yeah. Did that jump out at you? All right. Well, um, I'm going to have to go back and have a look. I guess – I'm just so accustomed to seeing just like when I look in my rear vision mirror, <laughs> this stuff all over the back of the car. Yeah. Is it Monday today? Yep. And you know what Monday means? Yeah, play date with honey after school. And Dad takes me to gymnastics. Hooray! Woo-hoo! So we're headed to school. Um, on the way, we get the call to mum um, who answers hands-free. Good work, Chili. Um, and it's Bandit who's suddenly got a fly to Longreach for work. What's up? I can't take Bingo to gymnastics. I have to fly to Longreach. Aww. Sorry, Bingo. Now, Longreach, um, I mean, it, it seems quite foreign probably for a lot of our international viewers that anyone would have to fly <laughs> somewhere for work, um, particularly when it's in the same state. But Longreach is like a thousand Ks from Brisbane, so um, you're not going to get there in a hurry. Yeah, uh, it's it is a hike. Um, 
when I was first moved to Gladstone, I was, uh, you know, searching for potential local jobs and I saw one advertised in Longreach in central Queensland. And I'm like, oh, Gladstone, Gladstone's central Queensland. So, yeah, this this could work. Looked it up, 12 hours inland. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> and I realised that was not going to be a daily commute that I was going to be taking on. So, yeah, yeah. middle of nowhere, um, they have found dinosaur bones in that part of the world, which might be why Bandit is on the on the hunt. Well, there's a whole dinosaur trail through um, central Queensland, isn't there? It sort of encompasses Winton and quite a number of little towns through that way. Well, um, there's a place in Queensland called Mutterborough, which mm. is where they found the Mutterborosaurus, which I love. <laughs> um, I can't think what the dinosaur was they found in Longreach. Um but um, but there is a Longreach Dinosaur Museum. Um, uh, I would like to welcome Joseph McMahon to the Got to Be Done podcast. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Hi. Speaking of little dinosaurs, are we getting some raptor sound effects there, or a little bit not of quite as violent? No, more sort of I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, velociraptors are they the ones that sort of go? Ah! <laughs> when they're hungry, I don't know. Well, they are the most adorable dinosaur, right? Um, if you haven't seen Jurassic Park, then <laughs> you will know that. Um, so, yeah, talking dinosaurs, I assume that's what's out at Longreach. Um, Longreach isn't that far from Winton, which we've talked about, is where the um, Bluey creator Joe Brum was born and which was also the site of some big dinosaur finds in Queensland. Um, Apparently one of them um, inspired uh, scenes from Jurassic Park because there was like a, yeah, there's like, I don't know, a paddock somewhere with heaps of dinosaur footprints that have been preserved. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm reading here, that you can see those when you go and visit the Australian Age of Dinosaurs at Winton oh. um, and, yeah, find out all about the sauropods that they found out that way, Banjo and Matilda. Um, so. Wow. So, yeah, interesting part of the world. You can see why Bandit's pretty keen to jump a plane and get out there. Um, I think this is the first time an actual Australian location is mentioned as well. Like we hear a lot about uh, all the international destinations that uh, Bluey's just popped back from Egypt and all that kind of thing. Um, I think this is the first Australian sort of explicit reference because obviously, you know, you can tell when you're on the sunny coast and you're in Brisbane and that kind of thing. But yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder I wonder where else they'll head to next. Yeah, I'm just trying to think through. Yeah, because even when they were talking about like in Featherwand, um, Nudgy Road, they don't actually say Brisbane, do they? So yeah. even though it is a place in Brisbane. So, yeah, interesting. I'll take you to gymnastics, bingo. It just means I'll have to miss watercolour. Hooray! And Bluey, you'll have to come with us. So I can't go to Honey's? No, sorry, sweetie. Oh, not to Ray. Joe, let um, my headphones go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Joe. Oh, he just wants in on the action. He really does. He's like he's seeing the mic and uh, just wants to be behind it, just clearly. Finding his voice. We've yeah. got to find out ears from hairdressers last week. <laughs> <laughs> We're all ears, Joe. We are all ears. Um, yeah, so getting back to um, the episode, 
Oh, you can just see the look on Chili's face when Bandit's like, babe, we've got to get on a flight. <laughs> so, uh, oh. yeah, just everything is out the window. Um, Chili's so quick to tell Bluey. I hear you, but that's life, sweetie. Things pop up that you can't control. You just have to go with it. Kind of glosses over the fact that she's missing her watercolour class as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you just feel so much for Chili, who's managing, yeah, disappointed kids as well as her own disappointment. Um, but obviously has has the standard uh, Chili gems to lay on Bluey. Um, even though they don't quite land for a start, Bluey's still pretty, pretty down about um, the fact she won't get to go over and play at um, Honey's house. Yeah, Honey's house after school. So. Yeah, she's still pretty down when they leave her on the front porch, but we haven't um, seen Honey actually very much this season, have we? No, although she does appear in this one, and um, I really like that moment as well. So we'll get to it. Yeah. But Bluey finds a stump. I'm loving this is the second appearance of a stump in season two so far, um, and this is a stump that yeah just keeps on giving. It's amazing. Hey, Winton! Land. This is a helicopter. Oh, okay. Just the way that this is framed throughout, just um, with the all the action happening on the stump uh, and not able to see the ground, just makes this episode. It looks like the kids are just high up in the air, and from um, from Bluey's very first passenger, the. Uh, the commitment to the game is just shown because it's Winton who gets bored with the game pretty quickly and tries to leap out and then it is just high drama as Bluey has to tell him. You can't just get out of a helicopter in the middle of the sky. Oh, sorry, I forgot. You can't just get out of a helicopter in midair. Um, but the solution that they come to that Bluey's going to drop him off over his dad's swimming pool is amazing and then... You know, Winton has never seemed that um, that invested in games in previous episodes, but he commits as mm. he le- or is dropped from the helicopter, and you hear the. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> I just is just golden. This was such a, a lovely moment. I feel to include in the series because um, the chat online. For um, parents who perhaps have separated or divorced from their child's um, mother or father, um, it was really nice, I guess, for to acknowledge in the series that Winton had two houses. Um, mm. Yeah, and I know it was a very, very quick, fleeting, subtle moment, but it seems like it really meant a lot to quite a lot of families out there. So, yeah, well played on that one. Yeah, I think um, that plus the helicopter exit has uh, put Winton <laughs> right up there as a favourite for a lot of people. Well, yeah, Winton has sort of been a bit of a drip, if we're being honest, um, up until this point. So, yeah, it's Aww, nice to see He's him. a very reliable breed. <laughs> he's a very reliable breed. But, you know, like. He's no terrier or, you know. He's, he's not the life of the party. That no, is true. But uh, I think he's showing excellent potential. So, yeah, and, you know, I love these episodes at school where you do just get to find out more and more about the uh, the bit characters. And, yeah, yeah this is a cracker. 
Well, speaking of um, highlights for me, I think there were two in the helicopter and that was um, Snickers Hammerbarn helicopter, as we've already discussed, but then Mackenzie barking at the sheep. <laughs> I just loved that so much. <laughs> because, you know, we do know he's based on the dog from Foot Rat Flats as well. And yes. um, yeah, just so true to character. He's just sitting there barking. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, look, every every little cameo from the different um characters in this one that all become Bluey's passengers in the helicopter uh, just brings something else kind of charming and and just how each of them is so committed to the game. Um, like I said, the shot is cropped so you can't see the ground. So they could be in midair if you let your imagine run away a bit. It made me think of another game along these lines that has had so much potential for me and has just been ruined. Have you watched the Netflix show The Floor is Lava? No, I haven't. Uh, heard of I it? Think I, I have heard of it, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Is it worth a watch? So I wanted it to be so good, but it is not your, it's it's not the game that we all played as kids, oh. The Floor is Lava. They have set up sort of gladiator-style rooms with, you know, this to leap to that, to fall onto that, and the floor is actually red water. So oh. for me, if this if this had been set up in a normal lounge room with, you know, a few extra, you know, trap doors or poorly things or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Just um, your average lounge room, yeah, you, know. <laughs> you know. Maybe maybe have a quicksand thing. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I as soon, like, I thought oh, we could watch this with the kids and then I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch this with the kids if the expectation is then that to play a game you're going to flood your whole house. And, <laughs> and the like, there's so much, you know, dramatic music and overexcitable commentary and just Americans playing going, oh, my God. Like, yeah, it's, it just it's sounds so annoying. disappointing when yeah. I got so much joy as a kid from playing The Floor is Lava and intend to again but not through uh, watching this show with the kids, that is for sure. So you've heard it here first, kids. Uh, Mary gives, what, half a star out of five? <laughs> the floor Zero is Zero volcanoes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> helicopter is much better executed game on your screen right now. It is a very well executed game, I think, and I like how over time with each passenger that she takes on, Bluey seems to be getting a little bit more flexible with her thinking. Yes. So um, we see the evolution, you know, Winston tries to leave and she sort of convinces him to kind of go along with the game but then also um, incorporates his needs as part of that and then, Chloe gets in and and Bluey lets her fly. Um, You know, she wants to have a turn at the controls, but um, Bluey instead lets her choose the destination and flying over the Great Barrier Reef and lets her take the controls for a little bit. Ah, I dropped my phone and it landed in the well spout thing. Oh, I'll get that back for you. Uh, Can you fly the helicopter for a second? Sure. But just for a second. I 
after the very successful phone rescue, I love that they pause for a selfie. They they are <laughs> uh, absolutely Gen Zs, um, which is super cute. Mackenzie is probably the least demanding of the passengers. Did you get that vibe? <laughs> yeah, I did. But He's I just, such a simple boy, just like digging the hole um, in mums and dads or digging the many holes. Um, yeah, all he wants to do is bark at sheep. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then who else do we have? We had we do have the cameo from Honey who's res- mm, which- rescued. Yes, well, I when you see that first shot of Honey um, in the plane and it's very in the helicopter and it's very brief, she's shivering, and I kind of immediately thought, oh, you know, poor little Honey, like she's terrified of playing helicopters, let alone being in a helicopter. But no, her narrative is that she's been rescued from the freezing water and um, she's just a very good actor. So yeah, that made that made my heart sing for Honey that she's. <laughs> invested in the game and has a role to play after she struggled so much with uh with hospitals or doctors yeah we had a um a moment I guess it was a bit Black Hawk Down style with Rusty and Jack and yeah it's that crossover with the army game um in that they're they're going in the helicopter and saying it's getting shot down and then Blue is kind of like no 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 we're not and they're like, <laughs> they're like please can we get shot down um Harking back to a conversation a few weeks ago with the lovely Blake um, from One Heat Minute and One Heat Minute Productions, um, all sorts of overtones, I guess, of, you know, like a bit Forrest Gump-esque almost or, um, you know, a a bit platoon-esque watching these uh, young pups uh, in the helicopter. (laughs) The acting, I have to say, is fine. Five out of five, like, you know, it's great. So, um, so perfect. I love that we get, um, the, the music, uh, kind of changes in that scene as well. And we get the whistling back, which, um, we heard in the army episode, that kind of very, um, you know, soldiers at the front line whistling away. Do you think this is like sort of same day almost that uh, Rusty and Jack have stumbled into Bluey's helicopter having started playing Army that morning or do you think they've just been playing it every day since and this is months down the track? Well, this is the thing I love about the timelines and, you know, we touched on a little bit at the start of this episode, Mary, but I really do feel that, you know, just as when we're remembering our childhoods, you know, it all gets a bit blurry and jumbled. and crosses over memories bleed into each other. I feel like that's almost what's happening with Bluey. And Mm. that's exciting because it gives us unlimited scope to be in that world and, you know, timelines might cross back and forth a little bit. Um, We did see at the start of ARMY Chloe and Bluey going off on the adventure. So either they've had had the biggest play day of all time. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Or maybe they just got bored of playing adventure and then they've gone off to uh, do this game. But um, part of me in my heart hopes that um, this is a continuation of showing Rusty and Jack's friendship as well, you know, that that day wasn't one off, that they've actually um, formed a real bond. Yeah. Yeah. Please can we go down, Bluey? It's my helicopter and I don't want it going down. It's just part of our game to go down. It's more fun. Well, um, okay, we can go down. Thanks, Bluey. Back to Bluey. It is this 
exchange with um, Rusty and Jack that really sees her kind of almost try and pull back some of the um, control that she's lost with some of the others Mm. where, you know, you just see her face go so, like, defiant kid. Um, (laughs) And But, yeah, uh, I guess the the heat of the moment, the emergency of the war front um, kind of wears (laughs) her down. And then so when we get to our final potential passenger in Indy, Bluey's just kind of ripe for the picking she's uh ready to ready to do a good deed and uh meet Indy where she wants to be met and that is with a plane not a helicopter ready to rescue the adorable Terry Terry <laughs> They are so cute. And this is the first time I've seen the Terriers do anything other than being an army. So, yeah, um, I'm glad that they're branching out, um, adding adding some uh, Australian wildlife to their acting chops. Um, Mm. And I can just see, like, you know, doesn't Indy play this role beautifully too? You know, she is the archetypal uh hippie i would chain myself wildlife to. rescue up absolutely yeah. Yeah, the bingo <laughs> and if you like of the um the steiner school environment um uh-huh. and yeah i just really like how you know you really see this this being the final shift i guess of bluey um you know where she does relinquish that control and um goes with it and then realizes that she'd mm. have more fun being a kangaroo now, so off she hops. Bye. Thank you, helicopter plane. Yeah, there's something quite nice, I think, about the fact that she gives over control um, and just lets herself go in that mm-hmm. moment. So And realises that that is the way she'll have the most fun as well. Yeah. So, you know, lessons for adults in COVID time. <laughs> Um, oh yeah we are trying to relinquish control and maybe we just need to uh hand over the reins uh, for a little bit Uh, one one final thing to note about that particular scene indy's not just rescuing kangaroos she's rescuing them from the bushfire which um obviously we had fires um way back at the start of the year in Australia in the end of last year. Oh God, it's that was it's pretty year. likely I suppose um that that uh this episode was written at that time um mm. before then all those episodes were handed over to ABC um probably February before they started screening in March um or was it April? No, I think it was March. Um so yeah you know, it's just a tiny mention, but I think that probably meant a lot to a lot of people as well who had been impacted by bushfires that yeah. it's obviously on the minds of people at, of Joe Brum and the people at Ludo as well. Yeah. Um, but obviously we've uh, very much moved on in our disasters this year um, and an amazing interview with Joe Brum in um, The New Yorker recently where mm. he talked about um, parenting through COVID lockdowns and um and just Bluey in the New Yorker, like how amazing is that? <laughs> like incredible um for Bluey to just get amazing. such a platform. Like it just shows 
how much uh how much the show is landing over in the states and and we know it we love hearing from all our american listeners who are just loving the new the new season dropping over there but um but lizzie Whittycomb, who wrote the piece uh sort of started it by explaining how in lockdown with her own two and a half year old daughter um she realized kind of the potential of play and just having time to lean into the the hugely imaginative games that um her daughter was able to come up with in lockdown and um how that sort of made it very obvious that bluey was going to be one of their favorite shows as well so um yeah i just thought yeah all that was so beautiful we we've talked about so much how much um bluey's made a difference to us Mm. through these past months and months of coronavirus um but lizzie um had a really really interesting question um for joe from about well you know everyone having lived through this now is it in influencing what you're writing for bluey at the moment and will there be a bluey coronavirus episode Mm. And what he had to say, like, everyone should go read this article, just Google Bluey New Yorker. Um, But what Joe had to say was, like, yep, obviously everyone's been impacted by this, um, but it was such a good line. You know what, while there have been, like, a lot of positives for play out of this lockdown, Mm. I bloody hate the thing and once they get rid of it, I don't think I want to talk about it again. So I think that's pretty categorical. We're not going to see a COVID-19 Bluey episode and I'm pretty categorically happy about that, I think. Yeah, I'm actually quite happy with that as well, I think, because, you know, it's. Um, I was having a discussion with another mum pal the other day and we basically were like, it's how we handle ourselves that our kids are going to remember. They're not going to remember what the driving force was that they had to stay home, you know, or it'll be Mm. unlikely. They might remember a little bit. What they will remember is how their parents behaved and, um, you know, either the huge stress that everyone was under or they'll remember, you know, the play opportunities and the time that they had with their mum and dad that they might not otherwise have had or, you know, and it kind of was a bit of a call to arms for me in a way because it kind of made me reevaluate. Okay, so what do I want my kids to remember? What do I do? I want them just to remember, you know, those awesome few months where mum wasn't buried in a laptop doing work all the time, and that we were just playing and painting and having fun and zumba parties in the lounge room and that sort <laughs> of thing, you know. But or do do I want them really absorbing that stress and just going, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on, but it's horrible and everyone's sad and, you know. Um, yeah. Well, it's and- hard to manage your own emotions, though, to be there for those little people, but somehow we've got to find a way and do it, right? Yeah. Well, look, and it's a balance as well. And, you know, kids aren't, the good thing is kids aren't going to remember every detail. So if you can get just, a, you know, a good day in here and there and just yeah. make it particularly good. <laughs> I feel like we can we can kind of plaster over a lot of what has gone before. Um, yeah, we've been taking to uh, roasting marshmallows at every opportunity. I think the the coronavirus chapter of our lives will actually be remembered by the boys as the marshmallow um, <laughs> chapter of our lives, which nice. 
Um, I don't know how I'm going to end the marshmallow chapter of our lives. Uh, they certainly have no interest in ever ending it. <laughs> but, Surely it's just when um, the packet runs out and then the store well, won't have them anymore. That's true, yeah. They, they see, they, I think they're well aware that one packet follows the next by now. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll work out a new distraction when the time comes. But in the meantime, the, uh, the delight with uh, roasting a marshmallow on the gas stove occasionally is certainly, um, certainly creating memories for us and also just, yeah, giving me a chance to just stand still for five seconds and have them be <laughs> quiet while they wait. Yeah, little kids and fire though. I mean, yeah, you're a braver woman than me, Mary Bolling. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, it's it's only the stove. We do we did uh, go full uh, embracing lockdown extremities and got a fire pit that we've lit once in the backyard since um, lockdown two started. But um, yeah, the boys don't care really. They'd be they're happy if their marshmallows come toasted on the the gas range. So. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah, it's nice that they're at a not fussy stage, I suppose. Um, does anything happen after <laughs> Chili uh so yeah, Chili comes and picks up Bluey and Bluey has forgotten that her day started so badly when she found out she was going to miss out on the play date with honey because she instantly says are we going for the play date with honey which yeah breaking bad news to kids is that's the worst thing about it you have to break it so many times because they forget it so many times (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's almost like a form of um oh what you would call it uh, I'm having the one eternal of sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah, <laughs> the eternal. Know, um, no, what's the word for it? You know, when you lose your memory. Um, <laughs> this is a. Uh, oh my god! Ironic to say the least. Really um, ironic right now. I can't. Dementia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely having a senior moment. That's for sure. No, I'm. You know. Oh god. Anyway, it's going to annoy me now. As soon as we finish this conversation, I'm going to remember. Um, uh. This is what having very small children in lockdown does to one's brain. Um, <laughs> I I was going to say last week as we discussed hairdressers that uh, the plight affecting Bingo where she couldn't make words come out of her mouth is very <laughs> relatable at the moment. Very, <laughs> and, very relatable. And uh, long-time listeners would know that, yeah, we're pretty good at spewing forth words, but just finding the right ones seems particularly harder at the moment oh yes amnesia great word (laughs) okay well now we know what that is we can wrap this baby up please do before Um, it gets any more weird i feel like okay we didn't do mailbag last week so i'm gonna whip through a few because there's some good ones out there um hi to guyan who's uh listening um with his two-year-old son um, and says he's a big fan of the pod. He checked in to say um, they were watching charades and noticed that they'd changed the opening from referring to icy poles to referring to ice blocks. Um, I haven't been able to confirm or deny this because uh, it's not on iView. So, um, but he was pretty certain. um, I pretty much thought that would be an abomination because icy poles, yeah, just 
So Aussie, it just rolls off the tongue. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm, look, I'm you know, wouldn't be the word. first thing they changed for the international market. Well, the British word is, um, is a lolly. Like if you're having a, a like an iced yeah, lolly, you're the, never going to get the whole world happy. So you might as well go with the Australian version, I reckon. I, I've got charades <laughs> on um, IBU right now. We can check this if oh, we want okay. to. Hold on, let's have a look. But while you check, I will say that uh, Guy and um, did clarify his claim that uh, he usually preps dinner while watching or while um, little Elliot is watching, so he oh. might have misheard. Um, they're up in Darwin and have been loving season two. Ice yeah, they do say ice blocks. <gasps> wow, you heard it here wow. first. Thank you to Guy and, um, wow. Like, wow. And then why would you change it for the American market but then – put it like was it icy poles in the first place i'm sure it was yeah. um you think you could leave us with the australian version at least that's a weird one yeah but maybe i don't know maybe is there is there a distinction but what's the difference between an ice block and an icy pole like mm, mm. i don't know perhaps poles are dangerous perhaps it's perhaps there's been <laughs> another complaint <laughs> Oh, there's health and safety oh. reps around force at the moment. So, um, <laughs> oh, very funny. Well, um, thanks, Diane, for bringing that to our attention. And um, yeah, we will continue to be baffled. Hopefully, we can um, come back next week. Oh, with we have info on that for you. Such a long list of uh, these weird ones to clarify. And yeah, I think it will only happen when we get some of the Ludo team uh, in a room and on a mic sometime and we can we can just hit them with them all, um, which is probably not encouraging them to come and be no. <laughs> sit down with Let us. Let us interrogate oh, well. you. Um, but, yeah, that was a great spot, so thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, talking about our the American market, um, we heard from lovely Lindsay in Missouri as well who um, – started listening in March um, at the start of quarantine for them over there and um, because her four-year-old son was uh, binging Bluey during that time, um, it was such a lovely email and so lovely to hear from you, Lindsay, um, who and she had the very lovely proposal, which I think this is the first time we've had this offer. If the world op- ever opens up again and um we're considering going on a world tour of live shows we'd be welcome with open arms there um and love this kicker Lindsay says as we say here Missouri loves company which I have never heard before but I am all about and uh we are definitely the sort of company that could enjoy some punnage like that so uh, yes one day Kate we're gonna take Missouri by storm (laughs) Put me down, lady. I am. I am there. I think um, mm. that would be absolutely brilliant. And yeah, thanks, Lindsay, because I love getting emails from our listeners. It just really makes our day. So oh, I really do. She also had a really good question, um, which I don't know if I have the answer to. Uh, but can we please explain how Australian children stay fit and healthy when they're eating two additional meals along with breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What do you mean? I like assume snacks? she means morning tea and afternoon tea and we have seen I think the healers tuck into sausages for afternoon tea at least once um but yeah she uh did wonder how those extra portions were uh, 
um, um, were affecting our waistlines. And she also said, and when do you get your kids to actually drink tea? Which, yeah, morning tea and afternoon tea have nothing to do with tea. We can assure no. you of yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, look, it does just go to show, you know, we're sort of focusing on icy poles or ice blocks. There's a lot more lost in translation than I think um, the Ludo team can even imagine. <laughs> and I think people are just embracing that, though. Uh, I'm sure there's people all over America uh, coming up with theories about the weird Australians and the things they do. And I love that. I remember to get down to Hammerbar for cheap shovels. <laughs> okay, but yes, lovely to hear from Lindsay. And of course, um, if you want to get in touch with us, there are so many ways. Um, hit us on the socials. We're at Bluey Pod on Insta, at Bluey Podcast on Twitter. Um, Got to be done the Bluey Podcast on Facebook. And you can email us like Lindsay did at um, BlueyPod at gmail.com. Mary, okay. it has been such a pleasure riding in the helicopter with you on this episode. Yeah, nice to trade up the standard wagon for a helicopter. Let's just uh, hope that we can be definitely um, cruising beyond our five-kilometre enforced radius very soon. That sounds like a plan. Um, See everyone soon. In the meantime, it's got to be done. done. Bye. Bye. Well, um, have fun. Oh, thanks.